Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. Hey there again. Happy Thursday. I'm so excited to do this again, you guys. I don't know if you're loving these calls as much as me, but it's my favorite part of my day. So, so grateful to do this with you all and want to sort of give you a, an idea of how the calls go. If this is your first call with us. This is thought coaching. Thought coaching is a little bit different than business coaching because at business coaching, I will have all the answers for you, right? That's why you might have hired me in the past. But with a thought coach, I believe that you have all the answers yourself. And by me asking you questions, we are going to find the answers that you already have within you to solve any problem in your life. Okay. To do that, we use the model. The model is abbreviated CTFAR. And what that stands for is every situation that you have has a circumstance. That's where the facts are about the situation. Then you have a thought about that. That thought gives you a feeling or a vibration inside of your body. And then you take action from there. Then those actions determine your results. Oftentimes, we will think that our thought about a situation is what's actually happening, but it's not. It's just what we're thinking about what happened. What happened is neutral. For example, you might tell me a story saying something like, oh my gosh, my friend, she texted me this rude thing, and I'm offended, and she's a horrible person, and really the only fact of the story is a friend texted you. Totally neutral, no emotion. It's what you thought about it that is the juicy details that we get to dive into here in Beyond the Rank. And that is the coaching program that I have created for you to help you see what's more. Also, do you guys want to hear like a teeny little surprise? Yes? (laughs) Okay, so... I've been working on getting these episodes published for you uh, in podcast form. And you know, that's coming probably next week in the next week or so just did got everything finished for it. But do you guys want to hear like the intro of it? Would that be fun? Okay. My editor just sent it to me. So let me see if I can get it free and you can hear the intro to it. It's kind of fun. Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. And then it will go into all the recordings that we do here each day of the week. So that is what you'll get to listen to when it gets launched. And I'm so excited 
And at the end of every podcast, there's also directions for how to attend all of these calls. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening and being excited. That was so fun to share this with you. And now we are going to get started. All right. So one of the things that I was thinking about this morning is vulnerability. I love Brene Brown. I love her work. And the more strict I become in my style of life coaching, the more I see there are things that I love about her work and there's huge gaps that I see in her work now and all of it is needed, right? But one of my favorite quotes uh, from her that I have ever heard is this, vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. Isn't that so amazing? I love it. And I thought this is perfect for our call today. I have to read it today because when we are vulnerable here together, it is an accurate measure of courage, right? Oftentimes we believe that vulnerability is weakness in our society and our cultures and things like that, but really it is our most accurate measure of courage. So with that, I am going to start off by coaching Lana. Am I saying it right? Lana or Lana? It's Lana. You're good. I'll take either one. (laughs) Lana. Okay. What can I help you with today? Well, mine's on kind of divided between needing life coach type help and business type help. Um, Just to kind of give you just a quick business background. I've been taking the product since 2018. You know, I kind of dip my toe and, oh, I want to work the business. I don't. Mainly, I was focused on the products. Um, Went to convention in Vegas in 2019. Kind of lit a fire under me a little bit. Finally went silver in July of 2020. And long story short, they've all dropped off. Like I have one that buys occasionally. Um, I was great with customer service, but I don't think I pre-qualified them as far as like, okay, they don't really sound like they're willing to be consistent for the two or three months. So that was my fault. So um, basically I'm needing to start from scratch now, which kind of leads me to my problem. Um, Obviously the world's a crazy place right now, but during, and this is me being vulnerable, um, I do suffer from anxiety and some depression occasionally. In the past two months, it just seems like my family and I have had a lot of curveballs thrown at at us. And it's one of those things like, oh my gosh, when are we ever going to catch a break? And when when that stuff happens, it paralyzes my business and me working my business. I just get so, and with anxiety, everything you're going through with anxiety, it like amplifies it like 10%. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there are rough things. I mean, my son may have to have minor surgery. I mean, there's there's legitimate things that, I mean, are making me anxious that are real things, but I don't know how to be dis- disciplined enough. Like they say, you're not always going to be motivated, but you need to be disciplined. Um, at least I think that's what they say. <laughs> and so my problem is pushing through all of the hard and still working my business and staying disciplined to do what I need to do. Um, two examples come to mind, like green what I'm going through is nothing compared to what they went through, but like Fallon, I think I saw a training that she did where she was in an abusive marriage 
she still worked her business, even though that was so hard and rough. Got a divorce, still worked her business. There's Alita, lost her husband, and then her parents still work the business. So that's where I want to get. I mean, I, despite all life's curveballs, especially lately, I want to still be focused on my business. And I just am really struggling with that. Can you Ultimately, me, is what I'm dealing with. Sure. Yeah. Can you tell me an example of when this has happened most recently to you? Let's see. Um, kind of, yes. Um, convention happened and that was amazing. Um, just, I felt like, okay, I'm motivated and ready to go. And then we found out that my grandma like has to go to a nursing home like that next week. And it's like, I just shut down. And at night I get so stressed and overwhelmed and anxious that at night, like I put my almost 10 year old to bed, you know, make sure he gets in bed and stuff. And then instead of, okay, I need to work on my plexus business. I need to go to my office and work. I sit on the couch, drink wine and binge watch Netflix with my husband. You know, I just, I lose all motivation motivation, and I just don't do what I need to do. So when you found out that mm-hmm. your grandma needs to go into a nursing home or was, did she go into a nursing home or you just- She did. Um, she has dementia and it got bad um, due to COVID. I haven't seen her in like a year and a half just because I've been so- scared to be around her, you know, just, I haven't seen a lot of family and she's one of them I haven't seen, even though she's only two hours away. How did you find out that she was going to go into a nursing home? My dad and stepmom told me. Your dad and stepmom told you. Mm -hmm. And was this the same day where you put your son to bed and you went out and you had wine or? Yes. I mean, that's pretty much. Okay. So (laughs) you got a a phone call. Mm -hmm. Uh, that grandma was going into a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And what did you think about that? Uh, Just angry, just because of COVID. It's like there was a year with her before she got her dementia that I could have had with her. And I just got really upset. Like it just made me just angry. Like, and then, like I said, I, you know, and then I just- There was a year, you said there was a year before that- when COVID hit until recently, just obviously, you know, scared to get around just because she, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So your thought was that I've lost out when you heard, when you got a phone call saying grandma goes into nursing room, your thought was I've lost a year of time with her. Yes. Okay. And then your feeling, your emotion what did you say it was? Mainly angry that COVID happened and I lost all this time with her. <clears throat> okay. And when you were angry, what did you do? Basically, I just, it, I shut down. Like I just like, I, and I'm not talking about like, I still, you know, cook dinner, take care of my feet. Like, it's not like I just can't function. Let's talk about when you were in that moment and you felt that vibration of anger inside mm-hmm. of your body, like go back to that night when you got that phone call mm-hmm. and they told you grandma is going to a nursing home and you thought I've lost a year of time with her mm-hmm. and you felt angry. Mm-hmm. What did you do after when you were feeling angry? Well, I cried. Um, And it kind of happened so fast because, I mean, 
she hasn't been well for a little bit, but then like this past Sunday, I actually drove to see her this morning, actually about a few, two hours away. Um, everything just kind of happened so fast. I talked to them and I was trying to rearrange my week. Like, okay, I probably need to go see her because, you know, she had a fall. She suddenly got worse. And so I was like, I better make a trip to Kansas city this week. And so everything started to, um, you scheduled a time to visit her when you were angry. Well, after I kind of calmed down the next day, probably. Okay. So let's go back to that. Let's go back to that moment when you were just angry, you cried. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What other things did you do? Well, I mean, I still had to do things. I still had to, you know, get my son to bed. I still had to cook dinner. I still had to go to work and school the next day. You know, I went to bed, cooked dinner. It's like, I have no issues doing those things. It's just like my, <laughs> like, not that my plexus business is an extra thing, but it's something that's not urgent that I do right away. So but I you, just you, did, like, okay. you didn't work your business when you were angry. Right. When I get anxious and mm-hmm. being ang- you know, and at that moment with my grandma feeling angry, I just shut kind of like I do, like I said, I do what I have to do, but like the extra things, like taking the initiative to go to my office and sit at my desk and work. I just so yeah. you didn't work. No. Okay. Didn't work. And you keep saying, I shut down. What does that mean? And then you say, but I did other things. Well, and I guess I don't, I shouldn't mean I like shut down. I shut down. And like I said, I have no issues doing what I have to do. Like, you know, obviously take care of my kids, playing, you know, with my son, cooking dinner, cleaning, going to work, stuff like that. I can do that. It's just mainly in reference to being disciplined enough to push through these rough times to still work my business. I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't you? Where and I what? Working my... Why aren't you pushing through? That's the thing. I just, with my anxiety, it, it's like, it's just hard for me to push through and focus because it's like with anxiety, everything that happens to me with someone with anxiety, it's like, it's amplified. Mm-hmm. You know, like my husband... Why is your, why is your anxiety a problem? It just always has been. I mean, like before COVID, you know, and that's why I got started on Plexus, you know, for my anxiety and stuff and it was under control. But then it's like once COVID hit in 2020, it's like, it's been a lot harder to manage. Mm -hmm. And why is that a problem? It just, it just prevents me from. I'm not good at wording things. It, it gets out of control and it just, it just kind of takes over. Prevents me from what? Prevents me from just basically not in reference to family, but as far as my business doing what I need to do, like, okay, instead of watching TV at night to kind of unwind, I need to go to my office and work my business. Your anxiety prevents you from doing what you need to do. As far, I mean, like family and stuff, I, I do, you know, obviously, because that's something I, that's a non-negotiable type thing. Mm-hmm. And I wish my business, like, I know my business should be non-negotiable, but when I get in these funks, it's not. So I don't put that as a high priority. I feel like I don't have, I'm not disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. Like Fallon and Alita, you know, despite all the horrible things that happened to them, they were still disciplined enough to, okay, yeah, this is happening. 
but I still need to focus on my business, which I really want. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you though? You said because of anxiety. Yeah. I just, I feel like, and especially the last two months, it just seems like life's been throwing a lot of curveballs. So I just, you know, just having trouble staying focused on the business. So initially what I was trying to sort of understand um, is what you were going through when you heard that your grandma was going into the nursing home, right? Mm -hmm. And we know Mm -hmm. that what came up for you was you thought I've lost a year of time with her. I got angry. I cried. I got my son to bed. I cooked dinner. I shut down. I didn't work. Mm -hmm. And my result was I lost time that night. Right. Wow. You saying, yeah, I feel like it's all circling back around to time. (laughs) It does. It does. Because our thought is always going to give us our result. Right. So your thought is I've lost a year of time with her and what it ended up giving you by choosing that thought, I've lost a year of time with her. It ended up with you losing time. I lost time. And you know what? It's so not funny, but you saying that because the other day I was thinking, you know, due to what I struggle with, I've lost so much time. Like I could probably be diamond by now if I would have you know, not had these struggles. And that that's funny because I was just thinking about the time issue, how much time I've wasted. Right. All this head stuff. Right. So that's crazy you said that, the way you said that, it really clicked. <laughs> well, and it what's interesting is we could put any thought in the model here with you around time mm-hmm. and you losing time. And the result is always going to be, I lost time. Wow. So what do you think about that? I think you are a hundred percent spot on. Like I said, especially since I was just thinking that, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time not working my business. You know, my family could be in better financial situation. You know, I could be home with my son during the summer if I wouldn't have wasted all this time. So so let's put that one in the model just for fun really fast. That's crazy you said that. I've lost so much time in my business. Right. Yes. When, when do you most often have that thought? Just occasionally, you know, when I, in my last time you um, thought it, pardon me, what'd you say? The last time you thought it, I think just yesterday I was like, wow. What what happened that made you think it? I was kind of, putting in my head together what I really wanted to talk to you about. And it just kind of got my mind going, you know, my mind wandering and just thinking, because I was kind of outlining, writing down everything I wanted to touch on with you. And I was just thinking to myself, because I was kind of giving you the timeline about when I joined, when I hit, you know, all that. And I was like, wow, I've wasted so much time. So you were making an outline for your coaching session. Mm Mm-hmm. And you thought, I've lost so much time in my business. And that made you feel what? Frustrated and disappointed in myself. Which one? Frustrated or disappointed is more? Probably disappointed. Okay. Especially when I thought about, you know, that Mm -hmm. maybe you could be in a better financial situation if I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. off and let my head get in the way. And when you feel disappointed, it sounds Mm -hmm. like you judge yourself. Oh yeah. And it gets me kind of in a, well, in a bummy, it just kind of bums me out. (laughs) 
also, I see some comparison, specifically Fallon and Alita. You brought those two examples mm-hmm. up. <laughs> they can do it. Why can't I? Especially with, because my, when I'm going through, I mean, what they went through is just, I mean, huge, you know. And also then, sort of minimizing yourself here. Yes. Minimizing your struggles. What else did you do when you felt? I mean, yesterday when I had that thought. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. So much has happened today. Um, it just, I mean, a lot of guilt. I mean, that kind of goes along with the disappointment. Just feeling. Now let's just stay in that feeling of disappointment. Okay. In that moment when we were disappointed. We know you judge self, comparison to others, minimizing your struggles. Um, did you have a glass of wine then or watch Netflix then? Yes. <laughs> Yesterday, right, right when you were planning, that happened? After, because I, I came home from work and I kind of sat at my desk for a few minutes and wanted to outline this. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, my son went to bed and my son... and. So a glass of wine yeah, and on the couch with my husband watching Netflix Binge watch Netflix. Uh-huh. And your result is what? Feeling guilty. Cause like I said, I think in my head, I working fill in the blank. Your result is I fill in the blank. And to think the a word to use. Did you gain any time back by doing all of that yesterday? Oh, no. No. It's a waste of time. (laughs) I wasted time. I know that. I wasted time? Yes. Or I lost time again? Yeah. I mean, it all goes back, I guess, to losing time that I can't get back. And why is that? Why can't I get it back? Why why does it all go back to losing time? Because ultimately, I think that if this makes sense, like the anxiety and the head trash, I guess sometimes, like it just, it's, it's, it's a time waster. It, it doesn't serve me well. You know, it causes so, me. To- do you know where anxiety comes from? Like me personally, or just in general, where does it come? In general, and I'm not talking about like the type of anxiety that like requires medication to function, like, but just like general anxiety. Do you know where it comes from? The feeling anxiety? I mean, maybe my guess would be overthinking. Your thoughts. Yeah, my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting here because. I'm also seeing a little bit of victimizing of self. Yeah. And then some self-loathing as well. What I I mean, victimizing of self, being a victim of anxiety, right? A hundred percent. Right? You, yeah, you nailed it a hundred percent. And so, um, but when you're feeling disappointed because you thought I've lost so much time in my business, we know what you do 
And we know the result it gives you every time is I wasted time or I lost time. So why do you choose the thought I've lost so much time in my business? Like, you mean like after I make the bad choices at night? Like, why do I? Why did you choose that thought last night when you were outlining for coaching prep? I've lost so much time in my business. Why did you choose that thought? I just, because I, because I was outlining like, okay, I want to let her know my timetable. And then when I looked at the years and when I wrote them down, like, I was like, wow, it's just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of hit me like, wow, look at all this time I've been in plexus that I could have been working the business (laughs) in a totally different place now. It's kind of interesting because your brain is so committed to believing that, 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 that the time that's gone by is the problem. Mm -hmm. Is it? It, I mean, I think where you're getting at is like, I look at it, like the time I've wasted is the problem. I mean, I feel like after listening to you, like I need to look ahead maybe. And right. Cause our brain's like, yeah, let's, let's just take more action. That'll fix it. Exactly. Right. But does that fix it? My, well, my problem is getting to the action, you know, that I know I, that I know deep down, I need to be taking, make, making better choices and taking the action. And why aren't you? In my head, I have this idea, like, you know, just if I've had a rough day or something, like I said, I, you know, doing what I do at night, it's my way to unwind to where, okay, I can watch the office and not think about things, you know, the hard things going on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, again, like we've come around to several times, it's just wasting so much time. So what we call that is buffering. Mm-hmm. And like buffering, the, my way of dealing with it, buffering is the avoidance of negative emotion. So you think that you are where you are in plexus because you've lost so much time, but that's not true. How many years have you been in the company? I mean, I started the products in 18. I haven't always wanted to work the business. I would say 2019 is when I really had the thoughts like, oh, I would really like to do this. So So, how many years have you been working? Off and on, probably early 2020, I think is when I really... So maybe two years? Yeah. Why Why is it a problem that you've wasted two years? Um, long story short, I, I started a degree right out of high school, um, didn't like it. And kind of toward a year before I was supposed to graduate, I transferred to another school and got a degree there in fashion merchandising in the area I live in. It's just, I don't use it around here. So my husband and I are like, well, why don't you go back and get, finish your first degree in sociology? And I mean, my husband's at a job that he just, he does not like, it's just stressful and it makes him miserable. And so we're like, okay, you know, when I get out of school and get a better job, then, you know, he can do something that makes him happy. And like, I'm taking my last class right now and I'm always like, okay, I want to hit a certain rank in plexus. So by the time 
like I would graduate, I'd be able to do plexus and, you know, in the summer I can be home with Liam and, you know, I could just be doing plexus. And now that like, I've wasted so much time and I'm down to my last semester, I'm like, (laughs) gosh, I'm at the end and I'm nowhere with my business and I don't want to get a job. Like when I started the degree, I wanted to get into social work and I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be on call 24 hours. Like my friend is, I want to be at home and So that's when I dwell on, oh my gosh, I wasted all this time. So there's two problems that you've identified that why it's a problem that you've wasted two years, right? Problem number one is you had a timeline for when things were going to happen and that timeline is not being met. And problem number two is that degree that you got, and correct me if I'm misunderstanding this, but the degree that you got is no longer a degree you want to use anyway. I just, when I got the degree in fashion, we kind of had intended on moving. I live in Missouri. We intended on kind of moving to a bigger city where that degree could be of more use. And we just didn't. Mm -hmm. And really no opportunities around here. And so that's when we're like, why don't you go back and finish the sociology degree and you could get into social work. I know it's kind of confusing. So this is only a problem because now you don't want to get into social work either. And this was supposed to be your way out. Yes and no. Yeah, it was supposed to be my way out. But Plexus is something I really want to do. Not just like, oh, I don't want to go work. So I'll just stay at home and do Plexus. Like I love Plexus. I love the culture. I really do want this to be my career and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So... Why is it a problem? Is a timeline necessary? Well, in my situation, kind of, just because I'll be done with this degree in December, which means I'll be like, I'll have to, you know, get go get a job that, you know, makes me from home, you know, even more than I am. And Why will you have to do that? We just money. To explain that to me. I mean, just, you know, I mean, Right now I'm a legal assistant. I work part-time and just getting debt paid off and, you know, being able to have more financial freedom, you know, kind of that kind of take the burden off my husband a little more. Can you not keep doing the legal assistant job? No, I just. I'm trying to, trying to, to, to understand what changes in December. Well, I mean, I make about maybe. 12 grand a year being a legal assistant. And I mean, obviously if I do get into like a social work position, I mean, I'd be making probably 20 more thousand, 30 more thousand a year. (laughs) So just the financial aspect of it, just getting out of debt and one of the the things that I keep hearing you say, and this sort of reminds me of Meg yesterday when, I don't know if you heard her call. I didn't know. I haven't about photography and mm-hmm. how she, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> how she has to do photography and she hates photography, but she has, I have to do it was her thought, mm-hmm. right? And in, in yours, I'm hearing something similar where you're saying, I have to get my Plexus business going because December is coming and I've already wasted so much time, mm-hmm. right? But when you take the word have, and you replace it with want, it changes 
the situation significantly. You are, I just feel like you're constantly hitting the nail on the head and you're looking at it so much deeper. Like this is seriously blowing my mind. I mean, you're, you're doing all the work though. You have all these answers within you. And that's what's so amazing, right? Because you have all the answers. You've literally given me all the answers to every question and they've been there all along. I'm just pulling them out of you with questions, right? Yes. And obviously these are questions that I've never been asked before. (laughs) Right. This is why I thought coaching is so powerful because it allows us to look at what our brain is doing and how we're lying to ourselves sometimes, right? Like right now, what I see you doing is you've, you know, sort of backed yourself into this black and white corner where you're like, look, I've wasted so much time. And when I choose that thought for myself, then I feel disappointed. And when I feel disappointed, I judge myself. I compare to others. I minimize my own struggles. I drink a glass of wine. I binge watch Netflix. I victimize myself and I have self-loathing. And my result every time from doing that is I lose time or I wasted time. And so the reason why I've questioned you on all of this is because you still think that this is all happening because you wasted time, but mm-hmm. that's not true, right? Cause you're like, yes, it is. And it's because of my anxiety. So that's another thing we can put in your action line, blame anxiety, right? Yeah. I, I victimize anxiety. I blame anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not my fault. I didn't do this to myself, but is that true? I mean, I look at, as I did it to myself and I do, you're right. I do blame anxiety. Like I could push past it, but I think, I guess it's easy for me to blame it. Like, oh gosh, you know. Then we buffer the feeling of disappointed because we're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel disappointed. This is awful. Like, I don't want to feel this way. So the way you described it was like, I just have to unwind. But what I want to show you is you're actually not unwinding. You're avoiding feeling disappointed. And when, and the reason why you're feeling disappointed is because you're choosing the thought, I've lost so much time in my business. And it's not because of your anxiety, like you want to, the story you've told around this, it's because you keep choosing this thought. I've lost so much time in my business, which is why I pressed you on. Why is it a problem that you've lost so much time? Because in your mind, it's like, I've lost so much time in my business and it's a problem, right? (laughs) So then I said, why is it a problem? And you listed off things from, you know, my job right now is only 12,000. This would be another 20,000. I need to, you know, lift the the burden on my husband. I need to, you know, use my degree that I don't want to use. So I'm actually not going to use, but I should. Right. And we just have all of this, just heavy in a backpack that we're just carrying around. Right. And what, 
And what I would, I want to help you to see is that what if you did nothing with your degree? What if you changed nothing? You just kept doing the $12,000 a year job. Mm -hmm. You kept wasting time with Plexus, as you said, right? Let's say nothing changes at all. Mm -hmm. Can you still make your house payment, feed your children and your family and clothe them? Yes. So worst case scenario is, is it fair to say nothing really changes? Yeah. But then we have, I mean, just kind of like the bait, you know, yeah, we do pay our rent, you know, food, you know, our kids are clothed and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, getting to where we can take vacations and where maybe my husband can get a job he likes more, even if it would be less money. Cause right now it's like, we both make just enough to get by. And, and what's wrong with that? Why just, is that a problem? It just makes us unhappy. You know, we're, I'm 40. Sorry, what makes you unhappy? Uh, just being stuck where we're at, I think financially, because we can't vacation. We're renting a home instead of owning our own home. You know, there's extra things we can't do because like, we're just making enough to get by. And, and what it's, what's crazy mm-hmm. is that it's just your thoughts about not having enough money mm-hmm. that are the problem. Right. Because in your mind, what I see you doing here is you're like, I have to stop wasting time because if I don't, we're not going to be able to take these trips and then I'm going to feel this and I don't want to feel this. Right. But you're already feeling this right now. Are you not? I am. I am. <clears throat> so what are you making it mean about you when you say I've lost so much time in my business and I'm making that mean what? I mean, just like you said, the self, I mean, just, the, just feeling the guilt, the disappointment in myself. What does it mean about you though? Like, let's say I'm a time waster. What does that mean about you that you're a time waster? I mean, are you saying like admitting I'm a time waster? Is that what you're... Yeah, I mean, I've lost so much time in my business. And what does that mean about you? It makes me feel like I'm just lazy, a slacker. Like, What if you are lazy? I don't want to be anymore. <laughs> but let's just go there. Like, what if you're lazy? I don't know. I, and I'm, what's wrong with lazy? Just, I just don't want to be lazy. Like I want to be a better for my kids. I mean, why don't you want to be lazy? Why not? Because it doesn't serve me. It hasn't served me. How? I mean, well, I mean, like we, it makes me disappointed. It makes me sad. It makes me mad at myself. You know, we have, yeah, we, we can pay our bills, but we have other debt we haven't been able to pay on. Because we just make enough, like just all these. What makes someone lazy? In my position, doing what I know I need to do, like choosing to sit on the couch and unwind, as I keep saying, you know, instead of like, okay, yeah, I don't really feel like it, but I know I need to go in and, you know, 
send messages or do whatever in my business. And you think it's because you're lazy. Well, I'm just, but what's it because why do you have a glass of wine and need to unwind because you feel disappointed? Well, and just, and why are you feeling disappointed? Because I don't work my business. I mean, (laughs) you think I've lost so much time in my business. So in my head, like being lazy is wasting time. In your head, you think you're wasting time because you're lazy. But you're wasting time because you keep thinking, I've lost so much time in my business. Do you see that you're choosing that thought? I am. I do see that. Do you want to believe that? I do believe it. I don't want to. And every time that you choose it and believe it and think, I've lost so much time on my business. And in your mind, you're like, and it's because I'm lazy. But no, it's because you keep choosing this thought. I've lost so much time in my business. And that causes you to feel a vibration in your body called disappointed. And when you're disappointed, you judge yourself. There's comparison. You blame anxiety. So there's some victimizing of self there. You minimize your struggles. You have a glass of wine. You binge watch Netflix, some self-loathing. And the result is always I wasted time or I lost time. And it reaffirms your story that you're lazy every time. Exactly. (laughs) But you're actually not lazy because you're doing a lot of work here. Every time you choose this thought, you're actually working really hard to do all these things. Are you not? Mm -hmm. So I'm working hard just on the wrong things. (laughs) Well, and, and, and that's the crazy thing, right? It's like, that's what our brains do. And then all of a sudden, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. So we're like, yep. Shame, blame self, that'll make it better. And it doesn't, it doesn't serve me. Well, what, what, what makes it better is processing our feelings and avoiding the urge to buffer, right? Because all the things that you're doing here in your action line Judging self, comparison, blaming anxiety, victimizing of self, minimizing your struggles, glass of wine, binge watch Netflix, self-loathing. <clears throat> All of those things are what you're doing to avoid feeling disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so what I want you to do is when you feel the need to unwind tonight, because mm-hmm. you know it's going to happen. I know it's coming. <laughs> coming. Right. Right. And you feel it. You feel the urge. Urges just come from our primitive brain. Our primitive brain that thinks we're going to die if we don't have a glass of wine and watch Netflix to unwind. Right. Right. But our prefrontal lobe knows, prefrontal cortex knows this is where we make our decisions from. And it goes, yeah, yep. And I believe it. We have to have that wine or we are going to die. And so the work, where this starts, 
to, to not believe that I've lost so much time in my business where we get to the point where we can start to believe that I make good use of my time, right? Because eventually it sounds like that's the that's the thought you want to believe. I make good <laughs> use of my time, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. I make good use of my time. But right now your brain's like liar. <laughs> yeah. But in order to get to the place where we can believe that you make good use of your time, when you feel disappointed tonight or any other negative emotion and any other thought model of the 40,000 models on average that your brain is running all day long. See, you're not lazy. You're working in overdrive. We all are because we have such genius, most advanced brains that the planet has ever seen. Mm -hmm. Right. Then tonight, when you feel that disappointed and you get that urge from your primitive brain and it's like, Oh, we're going to just get the wine going to watch Netflix and it's going to be so amazing and we'll be able to wind down and feel so much better. And when you feel that happen, that urge, I want you to close your eyes and imagine the biggest, blackest, fattest marker that exists. And Mm -hmm. I want you to draw a line right through the feeling of disappointment, not, not through the word, but imagine like, (coughs) imagine your feeling and your actions. Mm-hmm. And in between, on a piece of paper, in between the word feeling and action, disappointed and wine, I want you to draw like a big line, like separating it, like a finish line. And you're like, do you ever see Lord of the Rings where Gandalf's like, you shall <laughs> not pass? <laughs> know that? That's yeah. your big black line. You're like, you shall not pass me the wine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my husband would love that. Shall if I said not that pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shall not pass. So we draw a line through it, and we're like, nope, not gonna have the wine tonight, and also not gonna have Netflix. And you want to know what's gonna happen? You're gonna be like, I don't even know what to do. Like this is so uncomfortable. Like I am like this is awful. Like I don't know what to do right now. Like what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And you're going to say, feel disappointed all night long. And then if you want to like really take it up a notch, you can write about how that feels. Or you could talk to your husband about how it feels to be disappointed. You could like sit on the couch and talk. I know. I don't do that either. I'm like, yeah, let's just watch a show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But You want to believe that you make good use of your time eventually. So in order to start that process, Mm -hmm. to believe that, we have to sit in the disappointed without buffering. That's where the work is to be done. And when you do give in to the urge... What I want you to think is, oh, I can't wait to tell Emily that I gave into the urge because she's going to be like, that's so fascinating that you gave into that urge. Interesting what your brain did there. Thought it was going to die. So I had to, you know, if the disappointment was just like too much, the vibration in my body, I was like, I had to mute it. Isn't that crazy that I just gave in? Did it great for one night? And then like three nights in a row, I was like wine, Netflix, all the things. And then like on the fifth day, I was like, I'm just going to feel disappointed. So I like had a good one on that one. 
right? Because mm-hmm. I'm never going to judge you for giving into an urge or not. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me. It's showing you what your brain is doing that matters. Because the more I can show you what your brain is doing, the more you get to decide if your prefrontal cortex is going to pick up the glass of wine and drink it. Or if you're like, you know what? I'm so sick of my result being, I lost time with this or with judgment or with Netflix or whatever. <clears throat> you're so right. Cause it's so easy to blame the anxiety instead of getting to so the root of my thoughts. And when is I'm it easy, is this all easy? No, it's not easy, but it's easy. Oh yeah. I didn't work. It's a, it's a thought error that you're having. Well, exactly. Exactly. You're like, yep, it's so easy to blame. It's so easy to drink wine. It's so easy to watch Netflix, but is it? Not really, no. <laughs> it's just like creating a problem in your life that you don't like. So it's a thought, we call that a thought error. You're lying to yourself and you don't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like when I coach people through weight loss and they're like, I should be able to eat anything that I want and lose a hundred pounds. It's a thought error or everybody eats sugar. So I should too. It's a thought error. We all have them. Okay. I'm so excited to see what you do with this. So much. This is (laughs) give yourself like, I don't know, like put some pennies or quarters. I mean, my dollar bill, whatever motivates you into Mm -hmm. a little jar. Every time you resist the urge to buffer. Ooh. like a dollar bill. How fun would that be? And then once you buffer like 10 times, you're like going out to dinner and buying myself a salad by myself. Oh my gosh. Emily, Something like that. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. You did it. You did it. You had all the answers. I have so much to think about. <laughs> I know. New thoughts. Hooray. Come back and get coached again. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Cassie, you're up, my friend. She's so excited. She's like, I've been here all week and I've been waiting for this moment when someone couldn't come. I have been. I'm really excited. Oh, you have a baby too. I do. This is Finn. Oh, honey. Yeah, we're maybe going to sleep, but maybe not. Um, It's okay. We like babies. Babies are fun. I know, I know. This is the place for babies, but yeah. what can I help you with? Um, okay, so I was just kind of making a list while you guys were um talking and listening, but I've it's mainly just about business because I, I feel like my business and like like my life it all intertwines. You know, I see so many similarities and the things that I want and my values and everything. So it all lines up for me. So it kind of all intertwines, but my business is something that I literally think about from like the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep, I can't let it go because I feel stuck and I feel like I can't figure out how to make it work. And until I can, I can't let it go. I can't like relax. Um, so I've been doing this for four years. I started July of 2017 Um, I started taking the products and, um, also for like anxiety, hormone imbalance. And, um, I love the products. Everything was great. I started, I started working in business before I got my products. Like I, my cousin helped me 
you know, to order. And then she showed me like, I think it was Amber Miller's testimony. And like, I was like, okay, that's, you know, like it just, it, it, I felt that that was what I, this is what I was supposed to do. So I started, so I've been like actively working my business the whole time, except for when I was pregnant with him. Um, so I get really sick, like, like end up in the hospital and stuff, whatever that's called. And, and so I did like, I stopped and I didn't really do anything for like a solid, you know, like 10 months, maybe a year. So like besides that, and he's almost five months. So besides that time, which was like last year, I was, I've been actively working. I actively like consistently post. I consistently do stories. I am, I consistently do mindset work, you know, like I'll take a break, but then I always go back to like the mindset stuff. I have the books I have, you know, I read those. I follow the jewels. I, um, I did like a training with Bob Heilig. Like I do, like, I feel like I'm doing all the things that will bring me the knowledge. Right. And so, um, I see it clearly, like I see it so clearly that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even when I was not, when I was not working because I was pregnant with him and I was questioning whether or not I should still do it. I told my upline, um, which is Angela Bustos, I told her like, I, even when I'm not doing it, like I, that nudge is still there. I can't let it go. It's like pushing me. It makes me like emotional because like, it's always there and I can't let it go. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but I cannot figure out how to do it. And I get, I've, I went silver the first month I started but then it took me like a year to go super silver and that's the highest I've ever gotten. And then in the year that I wasn't working, obviously everything kind of fell off. And so I started over, you know, and now like, as of right now, I have 12 points. Um, last month I had 20 and, um, and I know that I took a break and I have to be okay with what happens, what comes with that, you know, the consequences of that. Um, but I feel like I'm doing all the things and I don't understand why I'm not moving. And I see people around me and yes, comparison is a really big problem for me. I see people around me moving so effortlessly. It seems like, like just, I mean, I posted and five people, you know, wanted to just, you know, do it with me. And I'm like, I just, it, it doesn't frustrate me. Like I don't get, um, jealous. I feel like when I see that, I feel hopeless. Like I feel desperate and I feel hopeless. And like, why can't I do that? And then I'm like, okay, well, you don't have a, you didn't have a lot of influence before you started this and things like that. And I try to kind of like talk myself off the ledge. Um, I've been like reaching out to people, building relationships on social media. I try to expand my network. I've been going to church activities, <laughs> play dates. Um, a lot of people I've talked to lately are like, I, you know, I know of Plexus and, or I've tried it. And so like, they're not interested. And I know I keep telling myself, you know, those just aren't your people and your people are out there. You just have to go find them. And I've always been that way. Like there's a way to make it happen and I want to do it, you know? And like, but I constantly, this is the biggest thing for me, I think is like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is actually attainable for me. Like, I really don't know. Like after this long and I can't, if I feel like if I had some reference, if I had something to look back on and say like, look, okay, if you got to gold, like doing these things, if you just keep doing these things, then you'll, you'll get there eventually. But I don't feel like I have 
very much success, like little success to none. So I'm like, I, I don't know if I'm, what I'm doing is right. I don't know if the IPA I'm doing is right. Am I just spinning my wheels? Am I going to put in all this effort and I'm never going to get there? Like, I just, I question like if this is even available or attainable for me. Like I do not relate to a lot of the diamonds that are like, you know, I went gold really fast or within six months I was here. Like that's not my story. And I understand like my story is, is different, but, um, I'm starting to feel really, really hopeless. Like I just, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. And so I don't know. When you, when you look at your points, having 12 points this month and 20 points last month, what is your thought about that? Um, that that's not very much that it's better than nothing, but it's not very much. And Brooke always says success loves speed. And I have to figure out how to move a lot quicker than that. And when you think that's not very much, what feeling comes up for you? A one word emotion. Insecurity. And when you're feeling insecurity, what do you do? I get paralyzed. I don't take action. I, I start to question. When you get paralyzed, what does that look like? You sit on the couch, you Mm -hmm. don't, like mm -hmm. you physically don't move. No, I, um, I buffer. Now I know that's the thing I go and I, put away the laundry. If I get the house clean, I'll feel better. Um, if you know, um, start to, okay. If I make a schedule, if I list everybody that I've reached out to, if I schedule everybody to follow up with, if I just get it all down, then I'll be more organized and I'll be more effective. Um, I do everything, (laughs) but, um, like reach out to people. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I get very overwhelmed and chaos happens like I'm like so, ah, I don't when know, you're everything. feeling when you're feeling insecure mm-hmm. you put away the laundry you clean the house you make schedules and lists you don't message anyone I ate a donut ate a donut and what else did you do or not do looked at other people's, um, stuff. Like I went and looked at the jewels pages and that makes me feel worse. <laughs> so comparison yeah, of others to self. Um, I just think about any self-loathing how, going on there. Yeah. A lot. Um, I think about like how far it is and to get to where I want to <laughs> be and, um, and just that, you know, if I had been better before I started Plexus, if I had done better things, if I had um, been more selfless, then maybe I would have, you know, more, more influence. Maybe um, I would, if I was a better person, you know, like I, maybe if I was stronger in my faith, um, then I wouldn't. A little bit of like ruminating thoughts. And do you know what ruminating means? No. This is so fascinating. So the word ruminating actually comes from the way a cow chews its food. Mm Mm-hmm. So I never knew this till I looked it up. The way a cow chews its food is it chews it and then it swallows it and then it throws it back up and it chews it again and then it swallows it 
And then it throws it back up and it chews it again and it swallows it. And it does this process over and over and over again until it finally is able to digest it. Right. So it sounds like you're doing some ruminating of Mm -hmm. what the past has been. So ruminating on past. Yeah. And regret. Yeah. And this is not feeling, I don't feel good enough. I heard this about regret today and I was like, this is brilliant. Regret. Is it possible regret is, is a fair, but tough teacher? Yes. How so? Because it makes it important. Um, the thing that you you learned, what have you learned from your regret that you've been ruminating on? not to do it again. Um, something, you know, mistakes. How would you have known to not do it again? Had you not done it the way you did it? Um, I don't know. I guess just like knowing what the best path is and like the, and the good actions that you're supposed to take are. And like, is it possible that you know that now because of what you've done in the past? Yeah. So what's the result that you're getting when you see that you're, you know, I have 12 points this month, 20 points last month. I think that's not very much. I feel insecure. Mm -hmm. And when I feel that vibration of insecure in my body, I get paralyzed. I put away laundry. I clean the house. I make a schedule or a list. I don't message. I ate a donut comparison of others to self, self self-loathing, ruminating on the past. What's your result from all those things? Um, I feel more stuck. I feel really chaotic. Um, it's it's just chaos in my mind when I when I don't know what I'm doing. I, I overthink don't move forward. Right. I don't move forward. Mm-hmm. I I stay same. Yes. Or worse, because then I feel like I have to, I spend, I have to spend time pulling myself out of that emotional rut to get to a place where I'm able to try and take the step forward again. Why are you choosing to think that's not very much when you see your points at 12 and 20? Because I know where I want to go. I don't want to, I, I want to be I want to go, you know, diamond and, and as far as I possibly can, I want to make a huge impact. I want to, I want to feel that success for myself, but also like to know that like I've made an impact on, on other people and 12 points isn't even halfway to gold. Um, and like, I'm just like, that's when I feel like this is never going to happen. Like, how is this ever going to happen? So when you think that's not very much, what do you make that mean about you? That I'm doing something wrong. I'm not good good enough. People don't want to follow me. They don't, you know, I'm, um, am I being fake? You know, am I not being authentic? You know, do you guys see how much she has this model memorized? It doesn't even take her two seconds to tell me what she's thinking and why she's thinking it because she's thought about it so much. And guess what? In the comments, everyone's like, yep, I feel like she's speaking every thought I have. I feel like I feel everything you are saying. Totally relate. Same. I feel the same way. Everyone has has these similar struggles, right? 
Not that that's supposed to make you feel better or worse or anything. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't feel this way. But what I want to point out to you here is in one sense, I see you say that's not very much. And then in another sentence, you're saying, I know where I want to go. But you also have said that I know this is what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know what to do. So there's all these thought errors going on in your brain. And it's no wonder your result is I stay the same when you choose to think that's not very much. Right. And, and the reason why I know this is a thought that's not very much Mm -hmm. is because I have people on my team who think 12 points is a lot because they don't have one yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should be grateful for 12 points if you don't want to be grateful for 12 points. But that's how we know that that's not very much is just a thought you're choosing to have about that. Because when you hit 20 points the very first time, and maybe I'm wrong here, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I suspect. Let me just ask you the question, I guess. When you hit 20 points for the very first time, did it excite you or were you disappointed by it? I was excited. It was my first month I had just started. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between now and then? Time. No. My thoughts about time. Just your thought. Not even your thought about time. Mm -hmm. It's the thought you chose about 20 points then and the thought you're choosing about that now. That's the only difference. 20 points is 20 points. Yeah, I mean, when I feel good, when I- It's neutral. um, 20 points is neutral. And when you looked at it the first time, you were like, I'm excited. This is my first month. Look, I have 20 points. And now you're like, I'm doing something wrong. 20 points. That's not very much. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing. So I I can see here because (laughs) so funny. It's like the brain is so interesting, you know, because I'm like thinking about this. I'm like, gosh. Like I remember when I had a hundred points in my back office and I was like, this is so many points. Like I remember I put gold earrings on. I wore my big, my plexus shirt. It was black with the gold writing. I wore it to my kid's school. And I remember just like walking around and I was like, yeah, I got a hundred points. 20 people are ordering from me. Yeah. Right. And I was like higher than life. Yeah. And if I had a hundred points now, I'd be like, mayday, mayday, mayday. Something has gone wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so what I, what I hope, what I think you're seeing here is that the only difference between then and now is the thought you're choosing to have about it. Yeah. And yeah, I know it's my thought creates your entire experience. Yeah. When I'm overwhelmed, 
when I feel overwhelmed, I, um, I overthink and then I, I'm like, okay, but should I say that? Like, I don't really know what to say to her. What if I, if I say the wrong thing, it's going to cause her to act differently or not do this or not sign up or whatever. Um, but when I'm not overthinking and I just talk when I'm calm, I feel confident and I just do it, I get much better results. Um, and so, and where does overwhelm come from? Does it just appear out of the sky? What brings it on? Do you know? Personally, I just, it's an absolute um, law and truth. Where does your, overwhelm come from? Your brain. Your thought. Your thought, yeah. A thought, a specific thought that you choose to think when something happens. Right. Right. Like you just so like beautifully just like started nursing a baby <laughs> and like you were so calm and I would have been having not I don't mind, but if I were when, when I was a nursing mom, I would have had like a full on panic attack and overwhelm. Yeah. Nurse a baby. Like not in a quiet room that was dark alone with my baby because of the thoughts I used to have about that. Yeah. Right. I thought, I thought about it like, uh Oh, this is a little uncomfortable, but I'll just whatever, you know, but that's just your thought. It didn't make me uncomfortable. It may have made some, someone, or maybe not. We don't know. It doesn't matter. We don't want to know. We want them to think whatever they want to think. Right. Like that's a thought that I rely on a lot for myself in the notes on my phone, you guys. And I want to encourage you to do this in the notes on my phone. I keep a note called thoughts and I've read, Mm. I think I've read some of them to you before. I can't remember if I have or not. So sorry if you've already heard this from me before. But one of the thoughts that I choose to have is um, I want her to believe, I want her to think whatever she wants to think. About yourself? No, anyone else. Like, I want you to think whatever you want to think. I don't want to try to control your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Other thoughts. We've got this. Um, the one I'm currently working on a lot right now for myself in my own self coaching is the success they've had in their life doesn't detract from the success I've had in mine. It's not different. It, it's different, not better. Like work on the thoughts you want to believe by writing them down and then thinking about them. Right. So right now we know you're very committed to believing that 20 points, when you see 20 points, you think that's not very much. And it's not that you shouldn't think that. It's not that you should be grateful for what you have. Yeah. No, it's not yeah. that either. Right now, you believe that's not very much. And mm-hmm. that is giving you the result of, I don't move forward. Right. So every time you think that, you can be assured that you're not going to move forward. And in order to move forward, we have to challenge that thought. Okay. And we have to seek, we have to question it. We have to say, do I want to believe that? Do I want to believe that's true? And do I want to make it mean that I'm doing something wrong? literally in my head, the, what popped up was, but it's not a lot of points. Like right. while you're speaking hundred percent, cause your brain is like, and we might die. So we got to hold on to this, but guess what? It's, it's not serving you. Is it? 
No. And I just, it just causes more distress. And I just feel day in and day out, like it's, it's almost like terrified that like, I'm not going to succeed because if I don't succeed, I have to leave, live with this feeling of knowing that I want to do something. And I'm really believing that I'm, I'm supposed to, but never actually attaining it and thinking like, why would God give me this urge, this such a strong desire to do something and never allow me to fulfill it? What's the answer to that? I don't know. Let's just take a guess. Um, he wouldn't. Do you believe that? Not really. Not right now. Your brain's like, you're such a liar. <laughs> but that's the best news ever. Because who's the only person that has control over your thoughts and beliefs? Me. Yep. And right now you're giving all of your power away. You're like, see, we're doing something wrong. It's out of our control and we can't even fix it. In fact, God doesn't even believe that I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. But when we stand in curiosity of ourselves, and we, we ask ourselves, like, this is the question that I want you to ask yourself for the next week straight. Is it possible that I could be doing everything right? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. I wrote it down. Okay. And if your um, brain says no, be like, okay, but what if I'm wrong? Yeah. And if I'm wrong, is it possible that I could be doing everything right? That gives me both a sense of relief, like allowing myself to be okay with what I'm doing and just like knowing that it's right. But then also thinking, um, I just lost it. Is it possible that I'm doing everything right? Then also thinking, okay, if I'm doing everything right, then maybe it's not ever going to happen because I'm not moving. When you see your points 20 in your back office, Mm -hmm. you could choose the thought. It's possible that I'm doing everything right. Yeah. But right now it might feel scary to believe that. Yeah. But what's happening is to be safe, you're choosing the thought that's not very much. And the result that gives you is I don't move forward. Yeah. It's like this like sick and twisted game that your brain is playing. Right. Cause it's like, yes. Oh, no, no, no. Be safe. Believe the thought that gives you the result of no forward movement. That's better. Yeah. But what I am challenging you to think about for the next week, weeks, month, is this question. Is it possible that I could be doing everything right? And then follow it up with, 
how would I know? I've never thought about that. I know because we buffer. <laughs> yeah. Because we're like this disappointed. I don't want to feel this. This is like awful. Abort, abort, yeah. abort. Give me the wine. <laughs> Give me the Netflix. Give me the clean my house. Laundry. Yeah. That'll fix it. Yeah. But that's called the outer darkness. Buffering. <laughs> right? Yeah, Where right. we think when if you've seen me do my model of 50% positive and 50% yeah. negative, outer darkness <laughs> is not like growth on the outside of negative that's further away from positive. And we think we're getting into positive. We're like, yep, feels so good to do laundry right now. I'm so accomplished. Right. Because accomplished is over here on positive. Right. We think we're getting it, but really we're just numbing ourselves with it. And I need to sit with that feeling. Insecure. Yep. I don't just, I guess I don't even know what to do to sit with it, like physically sit and think about it. Yeah. I like to ask myself three questions. Mm -hmm. Where in my body do I feel insecurity the most right now? Mm -hmm. Is it fast or slow feeling? And what color is it? And when I did this yesterday, when I was getting coached yesterday, mm-hmm. the feeling that I was getting coached on in my model was uh, terror. Mm. And I was like, my arms are tingling. It's in my stomach. I like have jello arms. Like I got really specific about that feeling I was sitting in and I was like, and I really hate it. Yeah. <laughs> But the worst thing that could ever happen to you is you feel a vibration in your body. Like, think about it. My, I have a phobia around water and airplanes mm-hmm. where, and so I did all this research about like phobias with water, why it happens, why they happen to us, you know, what, what could it be, right? I've never even had a traumatic situation about it, but right. I'm like, oh my gosh, my worst fear is crashing in an airplane over water. And even in that moment, the worst thing that could ever happen to me is a vibration in my body when it's happening. When you're actually crashing or when you're feeling it? When I'm dying. Okay. When I'm crashing, all of the above, right? Mm -hmm. And... I'm literally feeling it right now talking to you. Yeah. What that would feel like. You know? Mm -hmm. So the worst thing that could come from you possibly believing that it's possible that you're doing everything right is that you could feel a vibration in your body that you don't like. That's it. Worst case scenario, feel a vibration in my body. Yeah. How do you know that you've gone through the river of misery over to the good side? What do you think? When I don't feel that way anymore? When you don't need to buffer, maybe, could be an answer. 
Okay. When you don't have the urge to buffer. I keep thinking I'm going to have to work on this every time the feeling comes up and then like go through a process. But really I'm, I'm thinking that now it's like weeks, months, a year until you're finally able to, to not let that thought stay. Well, and it's, it's interesting, right? Because your brain is right now already being like, this is going to be way too uncomfortable. It's going to take too much time. We just can't commit to this. It's going to be too painful. Like I, I, I want to do, I, my, I, what I'm thinking is I want to know exactly how to do it so I can do it right. So that I can move forward. Right. And that's like that black and white thinking there's a right way and a wrong way. Yeah. What if there's just your, again, is it possible that you're doing everything right? I love this thought here. Yeah. And I think it's going to help you a lot. There are only so many ways to fail. And the worst case scenario is that I find them all and then accidentally succeed. Yeah. 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 To be willing to to do it. I say I'm willing to do it. I I say I'm willing to fail and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to, I'm going to get there, but then I'm really like terrified that I won't actually get there. Right. Me too. Like when I think about, when I think about my coaching program, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if nobody does it? Yeah. And everyone else is like, oh, stop, Emily. I'm like, no, no. It's like, what if no one does it? Like, what if everybody thinks it's so dumb? Mm -hmm. What if I only have this many people that do it? Because in my mind, I have a goal of how many I want to do it. And then what if only Mm -hmm. this many people do it? And the thought that I've been choosing is, well, there's only so many ways to fail. Worst case scenario is I try them all and then accidentally succeed just like I did with network marketing. Right? Yeah. And then I, the first thing that that I think is my feeling is relief, which is what you momentarily felt when you thought about processing the pain. And then you're like, well, we need to have it done by a certain amount of time. How long, how long, how will I know? When will I know it's done? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. you're never going to be, be, be able to avoid 50% oh. negative and 50% positive. Yeah. Your brain thinks that if you do it the right way, you'll avoid the negative, which is right. a thought error. Yeah. And then I think, well, I, you know, have done it, you know, like I, what I think I try, I want to be positive and say, what if I, fail every way that there is to fail. And then I succeed, but I don't feel like I've succeeded. So I'm like, better not even even try. Right. Safe. Keep your, keep yourself safe. Yeah. 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 Give me all the answers. Patricia says, give me all the answers so I can fix it, get over it and not have to do too much of it. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a lot of the time. I'm like, if I just, if they would just tell me what to do, then I can just do it. And then And then, and what if you chose this thought? It's possible that I'm doing everything right. It's possible that I know exactly what to do. Sort of like when they send you home with a baby and you're like, there's no manual. Like I remember we called the nursery the first night we were home and we were like, he won't stop crying. They're like, 
there's something called a bottle and formula. You should try it. You idiots were like, yeah. So I sent Sean to the store at like 3 AM to buy formula. Cause we didn't have anything. Cause I was going to exclusively breastfeed, which right. I did, but my milk took 11 days to come in. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, we're going to have pain. Right. Just wink. Right. Saw you come in. Knew you were going to be here. 50-50. You've got this. You've got this. Okay. Just get, we're going to get really comfortable with insecure. Yeah. And then we're going to, we're going to work. We're going to work to think about, is it possible that I'm doing everything right? And wrestle with yourself about that. So when it, when the thought comes up, like, or I feel when the feeling comes up and I know it's from a thought or, or a circumstance, do I, would I just like immediately start saying this or do I need to sit with it first? Uh, when what thought comes up? Like, um, this that's is not these very points. much. Yeah. When, or I don't know what to do or. When you think that's not very much, you could say, is it, is okay, it not? Okay. Is it not very much? I remember it felt like a lot that first month. Right. What's very much? Yeah. Right. And then start defining it around your brain. Like what's very much, but instead we're just like insecure, paralyzed, put away laundry. We just skip over it. Mm -hmm. Right. We're like, Oh, it happens so fast. I'm like, I know we're slowing it down here. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause within seconds I'm like, Nope, I'm going to go do this. Cause I'm not going right. to allow that thought. Yeah. 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 And it's so cool. And here's why. Okay. Um, I listened to this this morning and, uh, we make up dangerous stories. This is Brene Brown. We make up dangerous stories when we feel negative emotions, uh, when we're in the midst of a struggle or in a fall. We are neurobiologically hardwired to make sense of that fall or hurt as fast as we can. And if we can come up with a story that makes sense, our brain chemically rewards us with dopamine for that story, whether it's accurate or not. Yeah. Yeah. We're like addicted to our own selves. And that allows me sometimes to be the victim. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, well, you know, this is why it happened and nothing I can do about it. Exactly. And it's so dangerous. It's dangerous thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so excited for you. You had like major breakthroughs. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys. Tomorrow is our last call of the week. We'll use this same link all through August, but I will email you every Monday with this new schedule. Okay, but okay. we're we'll have a new link every single month that I'll email out, but I'll email you every Monday. So if you're not on the email yet, then you just go to emilygibsoncoaching.com, click on the free 20 spots purple button, and then you mm-hmm. click on the part that says additional spots open for watch live. You click on that, you enter in your information, that puts you automatically into my email list. And then tomorrow, after our fifth call this week, I'm going to send out an email 
with all five recordings. So they're in one place for you to watch if you don't want to go find them on my YouTube, right? And then Monday, you'll get an email from me with next week's call times, this same link and passcode. And then you'll get another email from me next week when the podcast is live. But normally you'll just get an email on Monday and Friday from me. All right. Tell everyone that how awesome this work is. We all need it, right? Tell your mom, even if she's not in network marketing, because listen, all these things that we talked about, so many of you would relate to it. Other people can relate to it, even if even if we're talking about network marketing or we're not. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. We'll see you back here tomorrow, guys. Noon, you. noon mountain time tomorrow is our call time. All right. Emily. You're welcome. Bye. is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10x level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.